Oh my goodness. We are back. If you guys haven't listened to part one of this two part episode series, go and listen to it right after you get done listening to this one. We popped into your earbuds and we talked all about how to make simple swaps so that what you're drinking can become more nutritious. And today we're going to be talking about foods and I'm here with my incredible best friend and an amazing individual that is going to help you learn right along with me how to make what you're eating more nutritious. And obviously I'm here to just kind of anecdotally throw in every once in a while, the things that I have learned from making my food choices, more nutritious and what it's done for my productivity and how it gives me more energy and how it sustains me and allows me to be more successful in home and business. You're opening the window for more productivity, for being able to inch your way closer and closer and closer to feeling more alive during the day. And that's the point of it to feeling more awake. When you sit down to your work block, to feeling more energetic and interactive when you're laying on the floor, playing blocks and playing Barbies or sitting at the sports game at four o'clock. And instead of having the Starbucks coffee, and instead of having that crummy snack, that bag of Doritos, the bag of Cheetos, like what are you having instead? Like, this is what we're really talking about. And so that's what we want to be able to give to you today. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, If you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. This is Marion Mitchell. Introduce yourself. Hi. Yeah, I'm Marion Mitchell and I'm an integrative health coach with Road to Living Whole. I normally work with therapeutic diets. So people who are dealing with autoimmune disease or GI distress, and then all kinds of other more complicated uh, diagnosis than that. So it's really fun to be able to just kind of talk about the, the, the simple stuff, things that we can do right now to make life just a little bit easier, a little bit healthier and how to do it in a realistic way. Yep. So today we're going to be diving into a couple different topics. And Mary and I are both going to be talking about our favorite simple swaps. We're going to give you three for each. And Marion's going to go into why these things are so important for you to begin looking at in your life. Okay. We're going to be doing this through five topics today. And the first one is meats and then veggies, then snacks, then sweets, And then last but not least, we're going to be talking about sauces. There's sneaky little sauces. So first of all, let's talk about Mary and what we need to look out for in our meats and then how we can make simple swaps to make them more nutritious. Yeah. So a lot of people like to think that meat is actually bad for you. Like, oh, it's so bad for you. It's so bad for the environment. But studies consistently show that pasture raised animals are nutritionally superior in their meat, their milk, and their eggs when compared to food to animals that are fed grain and oftentimes Skittles and leftover soy wrappings. Um, and then they're, they're in confinement. So they actually have a better fat quality. They're leaner and they actually have more level or higher levels of essential vitamins and nutrients. Like 
Meat is so much more than just amino acids, more than just protein as a macro. It actually contains a lot of minerals that we need for our bone health and just for health in general, neurotransmitter health, and also omega-3 fatty acids. When we invest in meat that's higher quality, we're actually supporting the environment. Like I said, everybody thinks that animals are destroying the environment, but they actually promote biodiversity naturally. They remove old growth and plants. They make room for new. They walk and stomp and play and peck and roost and which allows seeds to get into the ground. And manure is actually nutrient rich. Like if you've ever been in Gardner, which I've tried several times, um, you know, you have to do like manure and blood meal and all these things to make the, the, the food nutritious and to make things grow healthy. And then we also want to talk about in wild caught fish. Um, we want to switch from farm raised to wild caught fish because farm raised is full of contaminants. They're, they're just, the water's dirty and it's mm-hmm. like water runoff. They're usually on the coast where rivers are running into them. And so they take all those chemicals and things from the cities and they're going into these fish farms and they also have higher levels of disease. So a lot, like I said, a lot of people are worried, oh, meat, you know, it's not good for you, but it actually is when it's done correctly, when you buy it correctly, go organic or pasture raised. If you can get to know your farmer, if you're local, even here in Arizona, there's local farms that you can get every animal out there going to the next level is learning how to enjoy the entire animal. We're talking like organ meats, potatoes, Mm -hmm. you know, and if that's like completely gross to you and you're like, uh, no way they dehydrate them and put them in capsules and you can get liver or you can get an, an organ complex. And also, uh, both of our favorites is bone broth. It's like, okay, how do I make that realistic? This is all great. I can eat meat. I can eat pork. I can have bacon. This is fantastic. Well, what do I do? If you can afford it, invest in pasture raised animals, um, beef, cows, chickens, all these things that are outside in their natural environment. They're raised humanely with love. They're slaughtered humanely. Those are really important qualities. When I went from the, a vegan to eating meat again, that was one of the things that I required. And then I learned about how high they are in omega threes and all these nutrients and they taste really good. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to eat it and that's important to you, then switching to pasture raised is going to be the way to go. And then one easy one is just get your eggs from local chickens here, even here in Phoenix, like we have like chicken farms galore. And they're always like, I have way too many eggs. Cause they have like four <laughs> or five chickens. And then there's mm-hmm. like eggs everywhere. So you can buy them that way. But if you're just going to the grocery store, cage-free, just investing a little bit more in eggs. And then if you're not going to make your own bone broth, which it is really easy to do, there are some great store-bought brands out there. Epic is probably one of my favorites. And there's another one that has the logo of a cow that I can't think of. It starts with B. So you can bona fide. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can buy, you don't have to do everything yourself. There's lots of options out there. Yeah. So my three favorite swaps, but actually what I wanted before I talk about them, what I wanted to touch on is one of the things that really kind of turned me into caring about having more nutritious meat in my family was learning that these bright, colorful meats that you see in the meat counters oh. and packaged are actually pumped full of food coloring so that it looks appealing to you. And through the process of these farm raised fish, like your salmon is that salmon is actually gray and they put food coloring in it's to make it like a really bright, pretty orange versus what a wild caught salmon looks like without any of that stuff added into it. And same thing with your ground beef. It's not supposed to be bright, shiny red, like 
the kind that you see, sometimes it is more of a gray color whenever it's not a whole healthy meat, right? That came straight from the way that it was intended to grow and then produce nutrients for our body. And so when I started learning about that, I was like, what do I need to do? Because we at the time truly could not afford a higher grocery bill. And so I was like, what do I do? So I changed grocery stores and I started going to other stores that offered me different options. And so one of my favorite swaps is to go to Costco to get my organic meat because I can get a ton of it in bulk and I can freeze it. And it ends up being slightly, just slightly, I'm talking like pennies on the dollar more than your conventional beef at a regular grocer. And so that's been one of my favorite things. And if you guys don't know this hack, when you go to Costco, every single sign that is green is an organic product. So it's very easy to see when you walk around Costco, which products are organic. Um, and so I get organic meat from there and then I process it at home to be able to save it and use that. Uh, my other favorite thing to do is to look just and, and if you aren't even ready for any of that, that's fine. When you go to pick up those chicken nuggets for your kids, pick up every single package at the store and find the one that has the least amount of ingredients in it. Find the one that doesn't have all the fillers, find the one that's actually meat and that it's not like, a. a which I don't know if you know this or not, but most of the chicken nuggets that you're feeding your kid is actually a milled chicken that they pump out through like a tube and then they deep fry it in that shape. It's not actual meat. It's ground up meat exactly like a hot dog, but they call it a chicken nugget. And so you can get a whole meat chicken nugget, which is obviously going to be better than a milled processed quote unquote chicken paste that they've deep fried. So if that doesn't gross you out and make you want to make that swap, I don't know what will, but that is one thing that you can do. And here's the other thing that I really love is stop putting emphasis on feeding your family meat. Yes, meat is important. Yes, meat is good, but it's also okay to eat a plate of vegetables and, and call it okay. Like you don't have to have a slab of ribs. Like you can have two ribs and more vegetables on your plate. You don't have to have so much meat on your plate. We're meat eaters. We really are, but we're like vegan with a side of organic meat in this family, right? Like it's all about the vegetables. And so what I've learned to do is just stop putting the emphasis on always having to have so much meat around. Is that hard for my steak and potatoes, Bible belt raised husband? that is. And so maybe he gets more meat and I take less, he gets less vegetables and I take more. And so I'm still able to ration that I'm still filling myself, but I can't always control what everyone else in the house wants to eat, but I can control what I want to eat. And that's a nutritious swap that I choose to make for me. Okay. Let's dive into our next category, which is vegetables. vegetables. We were just talking about this. Okay. Yeah. Teach I us love, what we need to know about yes, veggies. I love vegetables and people love to hate them. And I understand why if you grow <laughs> up with boiled frozen broccoli <laughs> and canned peas and all of that, and they're mushy. Yeah. That's gross totally get it. Mm -hmm. However, we do need them and I'm going to share how to make them taste better in a minute, but you need nine servings of, of vegetables a day. And that sounds like a lot, but it's actually not. Um, most people get less than two. And like I said, normally it's in the form of like lettuce and tomato on a burger and maybe mm. French fries. And that's like their vegetables for the day. 
But when you start adding in, what I recommend is start adding in, don't take things away, add in more vegetables. They do things like lowering blood pressure. A lot of people are struggling. Like we're in our late thirties. I have friends that are like, oh my God, I'm, I'm my doctor's telling me I need blood pressure medication. I'm like, okay, we'll make half of every plate vegetables. Okay. Yep. So, and then their, their blood pressure goes down pretty simple. It reduces the risk of heart disease and stroke and cancer. And it low, lowers your risk of eye problems. It lowers your risk of digestive problems of colon cancer and polyps and all of these things just by adding in vegetables, but people don't know how to make them taste good. Mm-mm. And they don't know what to eat. You go into the grocery store and I look at the vegetables like aisle and I'm like, my eyes are all stars and I'm all excited. And I'm like, Ooh, what can I make? What's this new thing? I just discovered turnips and oh my gosh, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you really want to make sure you're eating the rainbow. It's not just green. Everybody loves, Oh, green vegetables are so good for you. Yeah. They're good for you. But so is purple and white and red and orange. And it makes your plate look pretty, pretty food mm-hmm. is more edible. It just tastes better. You cannot get all the nutrition from vegetables if you don't pair them with a healthy fat. Fat makes them taste better and it gets the nutrients in. So we so want to be able that to look like, like, what is that healthy fat? Yeah. Um, I love to add butter to my broccoli. Mm-hmm. It tastes delicious. Every time, like we my if we steam vegetables, we're adding butter. If I'm roasting them, they're, they're, I have an oil mister of a manual one, so they don't get propellants in it. And I'm coating them in olive oil and sprinkling them with salt. And it's just a it's salad dressing. I love salad dressing. And we're going to talk about that later, but things like that actually make your food taste good. That's part of it. Vegetables have to taste good. And fat does that fat gives food flavor. And then if you want to go to the next level, let's talk about fermented vegetables. Yeah. That's my favorite. I know it's, it sounds so weird, but like Chelsea and I, I think it was two or three years ago. We were like, let's, we were like fermenting everything. We were like carrots and asparagus and green beans Mm -hmm. and cauliflower and broccoli fermented vegetables. And what that does is it releases the vitamin C in them. So it actually gives you more vitamins. You get more bang for your buck when it comes to fermented vegetables. So now let's talk about swaps. Like how do you make this realistic? This is all great. I need more vegetables. What do I do? I will tell you what roasting vegetables makes them taste like candy straight up. So good. How I taste like potato chips is what it it makes them taste like. Yes. So Mm -hmm. in my past relationship, I was dating a guy who did not eat vegetables. And so I had to get everybody on board. What I would do is I would take broccoli and make it really small. And I get my oil mister and my salt and I would do crispy broccoli they devoured two heads of broccoli in one night and they asked for it like almost every day. They Mm -hmm. loved my broccoli. We called them broccoli chips, but it was just so good. So roasting vegetables caramelizes them and brings out the natural sweetness of the vegetables and gives them a little bit of a crunch that people really like. And so they're not mushy. So roast your vegetables. You can add greens to your smoothies. You can get that fruit and vegetable powder. And then I love pickles and I, I get the fermented ones versus the ones that are in vinegar with yellow five mm-hmm. and all these chemicals, but actual fermented pickles are my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Those are great ways to get more veggies into your life. Some of the simple swaps that I like to use when it comes to veggies, uh, especially like when I'm thinking about my kids is like dehydrated ones. So if you're, if you're throwing like grain based This is a really simple swap, right? If you're throwing grain based chips at your kids or Cheetos, Doritos, like snack packs of just regular things, you can swap these out for things that are veggie based. 
are they ideal? No, but are your kids actually going to eat green beans instead of potato chips? Probably not right now. They might. And here's the way that you can open the, the doors to that. You can give them the little pea crisp. You can give them dehydrated carrot chips. You can give them root vegetable chips. You can start looking for these things in the store that are still going to have the salt. They're still going to have the fried crunch to them. And they're likely going to be more inclined, especially if you've made this swap, right? And so these are things that you can start out with very easily. And then your kids will definitely start to pick up on that as you go. Here's another one of my favorite swaps for just getting vegetables in is, is cold vegetables. Like green beans are some of my absolute favorites, a very, like almost like a blanched, a, a, a I would say like a lightly steamed broccoli is so good. Cold. I love them. They're not super waterlogged. Um, obviously I put cucumbers in this category and tomatoes, even though they're technically a fruit, but if I'm looking at how can I get my kids to eat more quote unquote vegetables, right? So it's not like your standard average. And even me just run of the mill, whatever on my plate. If I have something cut up that's fresh and cold on my plate, that's kind of acting as a salad or acting as a vegetable, that feels like a really good nutritious swap for me. And that's what I'm aiming towards. Um, so I definitely would say that my last one is just the way that you cook them. And this is probably the next stage for you and roasting your vegetables is going to be a huge hit for people that don't like them. If you don't like them, if your kids don't like them, if your husband doesn't like them, every time family or friends come to my house, they devour my food. And here's the secret to it. Swap the way that you're cooking them for a cast iron skillet or a roasting pan. And you get your vegetables. I choose to use coconut oil or avocado oil, but my cruciferous vegetables I love to put them in coconut oil and I give them a heavy hand of salt, like a big pinch and a heavy hand of salt. And I roast them on 400, um, my green beans, I steam them to where they still have a little crunch. And then I toss them in olive oil and I put an everyday seasoning on top of them. The way that I'm cooking them is what makes kids and my family and myself want to eat them all day long. So those would definitely be my swaps when it comes to veggies. You can see where you're at with your vegetable intake. And maybe right now your swap is just, I need to replace what's on my plate with just a vegetable in general. And if you're like, oh no, I have to do the frozen. I can't do that fresh thing. That's okay. Start there. That's totally fine. If what you need to do right now to make your plate more nutritious in the vegetable department is just by simply putting some on your plate, start wherever you need to start. Then let's look at what you're doing in between your meals when you're snacking. What happens here, Marion? Yeah. So a lot of times I, I notice a lot of people tend to snack in the afternoon when their energy crashes, like they're post-lunch and then their energy crashes or they're snacking at night. Snacking is not necessarily a bad thing at all, but typically what we choose to eat can cause us to gain weight because it just adds extra calories. And then typically we can over snack and then we're not hungry for dinner, which again, reduces the amount of nutrients that we're getting in a day. 
And then also people tend to pick really processed foods or doing crackers and granola bars and maybe protein bars and all of these things, chocolate, you know, they're getting their afternoon Mm -hmm. pick me up to keep themselves going. And these foods are highly processed and they're made to make you addicted to them. They want you to come back and buy more. But what this does is it causes real food to taste more bland. So the first thing to do would just be what real food can we have in place of it? Like I eat four times, four or five times a day. I'm a, I do eat snacks. It's not that I don't think that you should not eat between meals. One of the biggest, one of my biggest rules for, for people is never to have a carb alone. You want to have a carb with a protein. And that's like probably the biggest one is because you want to have something that's going to make you feel full. If you're having straight up carbs, you can eat a thousand calories and still be hungry in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like think about going to an Italian restaurant, right? So it's like thinking, okay, what am I eating right now? And how can I add a protein to it? Really? Like, that's the biggest one. Like if we're going to do crackers or anything like that, can you have some natural almond butter with them? If you love chocolate, is there something else that you can do to pair it with maybe a full fat yogurt or something like that, where there's protein and fat and there's something to kind of bulk it up so that you actually get full. And then also why are you snacking? Are you bored or are you hungry? Have you had some water? (laughs) (laughs) Have you, have you had a glass of water? You know, if you ate an hour and a half ago, you're probably not hungry. So maybe sit back and wonder like what else is going on. Do you need to take a walk outside? Have you been in front of your computer screen too long? Like that's a big thing for me. It's like, oh, I need a snack. No, you don't. You need to go outside and you look at the trees. You need to look at the clouds and then you need to come back in. You need to get back to work. Like that's been a huge thing for me lately. Yeah. I was, when I started working from home, I had to really be intentional about Mm -hmm. that Mm because it's just so much easier to walk out from my 10 minute break and, you know, get something to eat and then go back. Right. So yes. So favorite swaps. I, my, some of my favorite snacks is just fruit with like almond butter. I love it. I don't, I'm a, I, I love peanut butter. I can't get on the almond butter train. It's so rich to me. I feel like I'm drinking like a pound of sugar, even though there's no sugar in it. I don't know what (laughs) it is. I definitely love a good peanut butter. I would agree. I can't eat it, but I love it. (laughs) And I love carrots so much with a nut butter. It's absolutely sounds weird, but I promise you, you'll love it. Maybe even more than having it with apples. So good. Yeah. And I love to like, if I have leftover smoothie, like I make too much, I love to put in a popsicle mold. I love popsicles, Mm. love popsicles. So I'll make like a smoothie popsicle. And then I absolutely love date truffles. There are dates that have been soaked in hot water. And then I add some crushed nuts and seeds and maybe a little bit of a protein powder and blend them up and roll them into balls. And if that's too much, I just scoop it with a spoon and have a spoonful and it like, it tastes like caramel and it's delicious. That's, those those are such fun snack replacements. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to come at you from like a totally mom on the go Ain't got no time to be blending up, no dates and soaking them. Like, what is this life about? Can I get some like every day, even though I put protein balls down as one of mine, (laughs) but let me just talk to you about here's, here's one of the swaps that I first made. And then I'm constantly, I just posted this in my stories the other day is I cannot find a bar that Frankie likes that isn't basically a candy bar, right? That she wants a snack. They get an AM snack in their Montessori class. And she's like, mom, my friend, let me have a bite of her Z bar. And I loved it. I'm like, of course you did. Cause it's got icing on it. Like what the heck? So I was at Costco and they have a whole thing of Z bars. And I was like, all right, I am going to 
pick up this box and I'm going to look at what is the sugar content in this Z bar for a kid versus the one that I would have preferred to get her. Well, there was less sugar in it. And I was like, okay, we're compromising this week. We're getting Z bars. So one of my swaps is just look at the kinds of bars you're buying. I love with all of my heart and soul, a perfect bar. It does have whey protein in it, which I used to be a thousand percent against, but my mind is opening all slightly and I'm okay with it. It's an amazing snack that I'm loving right now. I'm able to handle the little bit of whey protein that's in there. They have little teeny tiny ones that they make for the kiddos. Bailey's obsessed with it. They have a couple little chocolate chips on it. And, and that's been our thing is constantly looking for a bar that we can grab on the go. That's got some good fats. The perfect bars are like solid peanut butter basically. And then, um, the protein in it. Right. And so there's all different kinds that you can try, but when you go to the grocery store and you're looking at a bar, I always look to see how close can I get my protein and my sugar content to being the same number? So if it has tons of sugar in it and very little protein, I try and stay away from it. My, my theory is to try and get those two things. Those two numbers is close together. If not flip-flopped in the opposite direction, more protein than sugar. Right. Um, and that's kind of hard because all of the ones that I've brought home, the girls are like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. We have tried so many bars. And so I'm looking at something that I know that they're going to love, that they're not going to be like eating their friends Z bars and having their friends bring Z bars. So it's like, okay, I'm going to let you take a Z bar from home. And then maybe next time we'll find a different swap. And so I'm constantly looking at what does that swap look like for healthy snacks for them and for me. And every time I go, I'm like, okay, I look at what am I putting in my mouth every day? And is there something that I can swap out? So yes, I do choose to go to the grocery store, sometimes with kids, sometimes alone. And I do my homework. I look at what is in the ingredients. The second one that I love, you guys are gonna think I'm really weird. My mother made me eat this when I was a child. They're pork rinds. Now just hold on. They have to have a really high quality oil in them and nothing else. I love to get the ones that are from, oh, I almost think that it might be the bonafide brand. I can't remember. Those but are here's really why. good though. <laughs> They're so good. Frankie's obsessed with them and it instantly, it instantly gets rid of my craving for fast food. Every time, if I'm craving Cane's fried chicken, I grab me a hand of pork rinds and it's gone. It's a hundred percent gone. I don't know why it makes me feel like I'm eating fried chicken, but it works. It's not fried chicken. It's fried pork skin. It is what it is. And it's actually very, very clean. I don't eat a ton of them, but it's been such a beautiful snack replacement for me. And this is what I want you guys to look at. Like, what are you putting in your mouth during the snacks segment of your day that, you know, is not nourishing you and what can you swap it with? And then my last one was, um, these homemade protein balls. They've been just such a game changer. They've actually reduced the amount of bars that we're eating. And that's why I'm loving them. And we actually get a, a pre-made mix from Sprouts and Costco actually sells it too. And it's, it's been really, really great. We super love it, but you can find recipes online too. If you have a lot of different food allergies or you have food restrictions and you don't want some of the things like ours have oats in them that are not certified gluten-free. So if you do need gluten-free, you could get your own, you can make them the way that Marion makes them. And obviously you guys, she has so many things on her website that will help you. If you are gluten-free, dairy-free, corn-free, soy-free, all the free, everything free, you're on elimination diets, you're doing all the 
the things like that is what Marion specializes in. She really works with people that, um, have chronic disease. And so meaning you're just constantly struggling with this thing and you want to use food as a means to help you heal and to help you grow, to help you get to a better place with your health, make sure you go and hit up Miriam. We're going to, um, link her stuff down in the show notes so that you guys can connect with her, but let's talk about sweets. I have a sweet tooth. It's like ridiculous. My dad has it. He has to have dessert every night of his life. It's so ridiculous. I have so many fun swaps for this. Let's get straight to it. We all know sweets are terrible. Marion, tell us like the number one thing that you need to tell us about sweets and then let's get into our swaps. Yeah. Don't ever take away, replace biggest thing. <laughs> there are my, I always say find the most nutrient dense substitution possible, but if you really want the thing, eat the thing so that you're mm-hmm. not eating everything else in place of the thing. And then the thing plus some more of the thing and binging. So does I'm a, I have a sweet tooth too, like straight up Chelsea and I get together and we always come up with some sort of dessert. Um, <laughs> it's a reward for a hard day. We use it as an escape. So, and it, that's not going to go away. So we just want to have the most nutrient dense version possible. I love chocolate hummus. Oh my word. Oh, that's great a brand good out one. There. It started at Trader Joe's and now I've seen other brands coming out with their own. And I've seen some that are really, really clean with sugar as like the last ingredient. Yeah. And I think I... I can't remember. I think it was Boar's Head has one. It is Boar's Head. So they sell it like every grocery store, every grocery store. And it's actually super clean, really low in sugar. Delicious. My kids love it. We get strawberries when they're in season and my kids, like we devour this chocolate hummus. It's delicious. So we use that in place of Nutella, super healthy, high in protein, tons of B vitamins, nutrients. I love to bake with coconut flour. It's high in fiber Mm -hmm. and it fills you up. I love it. And I have a lot of recipes on my website that use it. And then my other favorite, and I, I really do love this and it sounds really weird, but I love avocado chocolate pudding. Dude. I was like, oh, do am I going to say it? Or is she going to say it? Tell oh, us what do you put in the blender? You guys, yeah, it's it literally, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. So it's two avocados, a third of a cup of cocoa powder. It's a third of a cup. No, so it's a fourth of a cup of maple syrup, two teaspoons of vanilla extract. That's the key for the bitterness and sea salt. That's it. Put it in a food processor, blend it up till it's smooth. If it's a little bit bitter for you, add a little bit more vanilla and a little more sea salt. Boom. So good. It's so good. So I actually add peanut butter or almond butter and spinach to mine just because I like to, and it is so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. Here's my swaps. You guys are going to die. Look, I'm going to give you something really practical. I love chocolate so much. And so slowly, but surely get yourselves off of milk chocolate and go towards the highest content of dark chocolate that you can get, even though at first it's going to feel a little bit bitter. So one of my favorite things to do is to get just a really good fair trade, super dark chocolate with some sea salt and nuts in it. It's like, it's going to suggest that game changer. If you can find one like that, like sometimes I I have one that's like 74 or 82% cacao and then it has sea salt in it and nuts. And I'll just take two squares of that with a cup of medicinal hot tea at nighttime. And it like satisfies my soul in a way that I cannot explain. So that's one of my favorites by far. Now we're going to go into one that is like, we shouldn't talk about this, but we're going to talk about it. 
So this is just a swap when it comes to, I can't have dairy. I can't have the fillers. I can't have the things. And so I have a favorite ice cream that I love that still has all the sugar, but it is a little bit cleaner and it is a cashew based ice cream and it has cashews in it. It has some chocolate in it. It has some caramel in it. And every once in a while, Blaine and I will run to the store and he will eat like half of that little pint and I'll have like four scoops of it. And it is so, so good. I love it so very much. And so if you're like, oh yeah, we buy a gallon of what is that Neapolitan ice cream? <laughs> like, come on, how much food coloring is in your current ice cream? Are there fake sugars? Are there added flavors? Like, let's just find something that's a little bit better. This means you're going to have to stop when you walk through the aisle and not just open the same door that you open every time and pick the same thing that your kids have every single time. You're going to have to do some experimenting, but it's worth it because you're nourishing yourself. You're opening the window for more productivity for being able to inch your way closer and closer and closer to feeling more alive during the day. And that's the point of it, to feeling more awake when you sit down to your work block, to feeling more energetic and interactive when you're laying on the floor playing blocks and playing Barbies or sitting at the sports game at four o'clock. And instead of having the Starbucks coffee and instead of having that crummy snack, that bag of Doritos, the bag of Cheetos, like what are you having instead? Like this is what we're really talking about. My last thing is if you love a good Sunday, you love to put all the things on one of my favorite things to do. Actually, I have two more. Sorry. I have two more. I have to tell you the other one, um, is to use heat up coconut oil, just heat it up to where it's liquid and pour it over your ice cream. And it creates a hardened shell on top of your ice cream. And it is, there's no sugar in it at all. And it tastes amazing. So we absolutely love doing that here so much. Okay. But here's my last one. My last one, last one. That was part of like the ice cream thing. That was like part of number two. So my number three is we loved to use frozen bananas. And then I have some really good high quality chocolate that I'll melt down and I mash up bananas. And then I add some chopped up nuts and we put them in like an ice cube mold, a silicone tray, and we freeze them like that. And they and sometimes if you don't have nuts, you can do peanut butter instead, if you like that. And we freeze them and that's a really good treat. So I have this little teeny tiny cube that every once in a while I can go over and I can pop out of the freezer. The girls love to eat them and it's a frozen banana, a little bit of chocolate and some nuts in there. Those are my favorite sweet replacements. All right. Last but not least, let's talk about these sauces, what they're doing very quickly, why you need to be careful with what kind of sauces you're putting in your life, into your food and how you can make them more nutritious. Food has to taste good straight up. One of the things that I hate is when people try to eat healthier, their food has absolutely no flavor. It's boiled chicken, broccoli with nothing on it and brown rice with nothing in it. That's disgusting. Please don't do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Food is supposed to taste good. Your typical sauces that I think of a one ketchup, all these things have all sorts of crap in them. Ketchup is basically sugar with a little tomato puree. Now I'm not dogging on it because that's how I get my kids to eat a lot of things, mm -hmm. but it's just something to know. But again, look at the ingredients. You want to make sure that it's as clean as possible. A lot of times they like to add MSG to processed food. It's a flavor enhancer and it's in a lot of sauces and it's an excitotoxin. It overexcites the cells to the point of damage or death. So it kind of basically kills your taste buds. 
right? But it's also been linked to mental disorders like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Lou Gehrig's disease. And then it also has been linked to obesity and headaches and fatigue, depression. If you have asthma, it can make it worse. It can cause a burning sensation in your extremities. It can cause facial pressure and tightness. So you think you have like a sinus infection or something like that. And it can be as simple, like you're having these things, you don't know what the cause is. And it can be something as simple as you're having something, your, your foods have MSG and then it's in a lot of sauces. And then they're just full of inflammatory oils like canola, soy, and corn oil, which are high in omega sixes. Now we need a balance of three, six, and nine, but typically those oils are so high in them that they cause inflammation in the gut. They can cause a lot of these gut issues that we're having and it can, and it causes inflammation. So arthritis, asthma, atherosclerosis, diabetes, and mood disorders. So we want to make sure that we are, we know what we're putting in our food and we're getting the healthiest version possible. And when we skip out on things like herbs and spices, it's such a missed opportunity. Not only are we getting a ton of flavor, but we're getting antioxidants. We're fighting inflammation. They're anti-tumorigenic, they're anti-carcinogenic. So they fight cancer. They also help balance your glucose. So if you're struggling with high glucose, they can kind of help bring them down to a healthy level and they can lower cholesterol. Like it's just, you want to learn how to use herbs and spices. And I've, I have a cousin who does not know how to use them and the, her food tastes really weird and sometimes gross. So learning how to use them is really, really important. I do recommend looking at uh, maybe packets of flavors like Trader Joe's has a whole bunch. They're everything. They're 21 spice, all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so really you want your food to taste good. So how do you do that? You learn how to use herbs and spices. You start cooking in these healthy fats, olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, butter, ghee, all these things, and then salt your food straight up. You want, if your food, if you're eating and like the food tastes kind of bland, sprinkle some salt on there. There's a big difference between eating processed foods with sodium and salting your food. If your kids don't like it, add a little bit of salt. I guarantee you, they're going to love it at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. But do you have to do everything yourself? Absolutely not. I have my three favorite swaps that I want to share with you. Yeah. Um, I love primal kitchens, dressings, and marinades. My absolute mm-hmm. favorite. I own all of them, <laughs> love them all. They're super clean. Um, they're fl- the flavor is really good. And then I love a good chimichurri. So instead of like a one, I'll, I'll get a chimichurri sauce, which is, um, trying to think. So, so it's parsley and oregano and red peppers and olive oil and vinegar and salt. It's delicious. So you can also buy it pre-made. And then I love new primal normal made Buffalo sauce. You got me started Mm -hmm. on that. Hands down. (laughs) I just ran out and I'm like, I cannot wait to go to the store and get some more because it's my favorite. Yeah. So that just like leads into my last three swaps. And then we will let everybody know where they can find you so they can get more of your amazing brain in their life. So let's look at like just hands down. If your kids are having ketchup and ranch, can you please go look at the back of your ketchup bottle and see that the number two ingredient is high fructose corn syrup. That's not the most nutritious thing that you could be giving yourself or your kids. And so if you go and you look at a natural or an organic ketchup, that is not even an ingredient in there. So that's what we want to look at. That's what you want to look for. 
And it's funny when Blaine first moved in with me, he was like, why do you have organic ketchup, organic ketchup? And I'm like, okay, well, why don't you look at the back of this bottle versus the back of this bottle? And he was like, gross. Why is there corn syrup in my ketchup? I'm like, well, because that's what people like. And they don't know that this other ketchup tastes exactly the same. And here's the person that says, yeah, right. My, my kid knows the difference. Okay. Well, can you mix half and half? Can you put a little bit in and slowly phase out their old ketchup for a new ketchup? Or can you say, oh, bummer, we ran out of that ketchup. You can have this ketchup today, or you don't have to have any ketchup. Which would you like? And slowly but surely just change them out and change the expectation in your home and do the same thing for you. If you're like, I cannot stand the taste of that. I can't do it. That ranch is disgusting maybe find a different ranch. Right. Or if you can't like you guys, it took me so long to find a ranch replacement that was dairy free. I just, it took me forever. And now primal kitchens has amazing ranch. It's like the best ranch I've ever had in my life, but it took me a long time. And so you might want to just slowly, but surely swap those out. So that's would be my first one. My second one, um, is just, and this, this is actually maybe for like you top tier people that, that are ready to kind of take it to the next level, really looking at just a plain oil, like an avocado oil or, um, an olive oil. I have just like a little, a, like a bottle that sits on my kitchen counter. That's always open. And I constantly am pouring it on things. And then I pick up my bottle of everyday seasoning from Trader Joe's and I grind it right on and I give a sprinkle of salt and that's how I make most of my food taste good. And my whole family is used to what that tastes like. And they love that. And um, that is probably an acquired taste that you're going to transition to as you go down this journey. So I'd say that that's something that sure you can try right now, but if you don't love it, don't think that there's something wrong with you. Just understand that your taste buds aren't in that place yet to maybe make that swap. And that's okay. I went and I stayed with a friend one time and I was making green beans and that's just how I made them. And I made the green beans a little bit more crunchy and they were like, Oh my gosh, these are so good. And so sometimes you might be surprised. Maybe you will like it done a little bit differently. And then the last swap that I would say, um, is using salsa. Like sometimes salsa can be an incredible alternative. Like we love our salsa verde that we get from Trader Joe's. Um, and, and, putting that just like a scoop of it on the side of a plate is a great way to give your meals some flavors without adding a whole lot of extra calories, without adding a whole lot of terrible ingredients in most of the time, not always, but most of the time salsas tend to be pretty clean. Right. Um, and Marion stole mine, like the Buffalo sauce made by, um, primal noble, new primal noble. It has like a, an owl on the front of it. I put that on my eggs. I put that on my broccoli. I put it on literally everything. My rice bowls. I put it in my udon soups. I put it on everything. It's amazing. So I hope that this has been super useful for you guys that you've had a lot of fun. There's so much meat and so much goodness inside of both of these episodes today with food swaps yesterday with drink swaps, Marion, tell everybody where they can come and connect with you. Yeah. So my website is road to living whole. That's W H O L E.com. I'm also on Instagram at Mayor Mitchell and I'm on Facebook uh, at road to living whole. So I'm, I'm everywhere. And I'm also inside of Chelsea's group. So you can always tag me in there. Um, I have 
a whole bunch for you guys. I have over 160 recipes and there's, there's so much there. I try to make it five ingredients or less plus spices. And if it has more than that, it is worth it. I guarantee it. But I understand that like making the swaps is hard. When I first started eating clean, I would spend $40 and it would taste like crap. And it was like two hours of work. And like, it was really frustrating. (laughs) And so learning how to create recipes from simple ingredients, using herbs and spices is kind of my jam. That's what can make the same protein and vegetables taste like 12 different ways when you learn how to use herbs and spices and all of these things and how to make simple swaps. And when you have easy recipes, it just makes it that much easier. So that's, that's what I love. And I hope you guys, you know, there's just so much to unpack. Like I could have gone this episode we could have done like five to unpack everything to dive in. And so it's like, where do you, you know, how much do we give? But really the whole point is food needs to taste good. Look at the ingredients, learn what you're putting into your body and you know, good, better, best. Yep. Good, better, best. And don't overwhelm yourself with too much at once. Take little tidbits of this. And we hope that it inspires you to make some changes to live a more nourished life and to be able to gain back some of that productivity that you may be losing because of what you are feeding yourselves. All right, friends, we will join you right back here on another episode of the systemize your life podcast in our very next episode. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.